0: For Google, social media, or IMDb, there were guys behind the counter. They were your window to all things movie. What just came out, and what is, and what is not worth your time. Stay tuned as we discuss this week's staff pick, VHS finds, and anything else that may pop up. Welcome to Behind the Counter. We are the guys behind the counter. I'm Kev with Pizza Planet Video.
1: I'm Sprinkles with Collection Therapy, and boy, am I excited about this month's uh, series of episodes.
0: Oh, I am stoked as well.
1: We have, have... Uh, we have a theme going. Um, for the 40th anniversary of Alien, we're going to be talking about the entire franchise.
0: I cannot wait. The only downside to this, this month is normally when we do movies, I can kind of watch them when my son's awake sometimes. No go on aliens. Too scary.
1: Yeah. And loud. And very
0: loud and a lot of boo moments. So yeah, it's a lot of late at night watching with me under a cover because I'm scared. <laughs> but before we get into all of that, let's just talk about this week. Did you get any tapes to do any hunting?
1: I did not pick up any tapes to my knowledge. Uh, yeah, do you, I don't think I have found you... anything, but I went out hunting a lot and uh, picked up some tchotchkes like uh picked up a new shelf just little things i found for the house but uh did not find any tapes yeah so that was a bummer but it happens i did load up uh my the website um with a few more tapes and i got some more coming this week uh just stuff that i cleared out of my house so i actually did the opposite i purged
0: there's nothing wrong with purging.
1: Yeah, you're going to box on your, on its way to you soon, too. Oh, I'm excited about all this. Yeah. i got to get
0: more shelves because right now, all, all these tapes that I've been buying and the ones that you're sending me uh, just go into Publix reusable shopping bags. <laughs> oh, and, no, not
1: to Publix. Aren't those dude, plastic?
0: No, man. I got that reusable. I don't use that plastic, man.
1: Oh, okay, I'm a, good.
0: I'm a little bit of a hippie, yo. <laughs> but... uh I did some hunting. And what did you find? I found a lot of great stuff. I got you a movie. Where, where did it go? Here it is. I got – so we talked about you like in Power Rangers, right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. last week. And I like to help my friends out. Now, I won't lie to you. The box is not in the best shape. Hey, neither am I. It looks like the person watching this movie chewed on it while watching, which is we, – we, <laughs> it's all happened. But I got you Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Food Fight.
1: Which is the, the Blue Ranger of the uh... – they initially put out, I think, five or six. I don't know. They have numbers on the spine. What number is that? Like three? I think it's it number is, three.
0: It is number three.
1: Hey. Um, yeah. So I got like three of those already. So I have been in need of that one. I think now all nice. I need is is, uh, is four or something like that. I don't well, know. But yeah, thank you for that. Thank you for looking up.
0: Yeah, I will definitely look out. I thought I found you a Rugrats movie, but you already had it.
1: Usually. Yeah.
0: But if you ever have anything you're looking for, just send me a list because, you know.
1: I know. It's always tough to make lists because I like, you know, it could just go forever.
0: uh, They do. And I have one. And And there's so much
1: overlapping, you know, like, of course, I want a bunch of stuff, but I'm sure there are things that you would love to have yourself.
0: Yeah. But if I can find one that I'm like, I'm good, but it's on your list. I I like to help out my friends, you know, Um, very sweet. I found The Cutting Edge. Do you remember this movie?
1: No, this
0: is a family movie. It's about a hockey player. Who gets hurt and can't play hockey anymore, but he still wants to skate, so he skates as a figure skater, and it's like this love-hate relationship with his partner.
1: Okay, cool. I really like. I like the name. I'm yeah, it. the it, cover again. Odd. I wouldn't have picked it up, but the only you, reason I you, picked it you up You come in hot with the, <laughs> the covers that I would never pick up, and then you find gold. So
0: what year? Ninety-two. This came out.
1: A great year for so, just yeah, about I, everything.
0: I remember seeing this in the theaters. This is like one you go to with your family, right?
1: I suppose, um, yeah. You know what movie I went to see <laughs> with my mom once? Uh, I mean, what? I'm a lot – I'm younger than you, but Princess Diaries. I think I was like 11. I went and saw that with nice. my mom. Yeah. Uh, I, that... think, I think we saw Rat Race as well. Nice. <laughs> That's a good family movie. <laughs> anyway, what else did you find? It,
0: in it, uh, I found a couple baseball movies. You know me in baseball. Love it so much. I got The Boys of Summer. Which is kind of like straight to home video. It's uh, based on the bestseller book, best-selling book. It's about the Brooklyn Dodgers.
1: So Dude, is this an actual movie?
0: I I don't know if it's it's like a documentary is what I'm guessing because it has like interviews with like all these mm. famous like Joe Black, Preacher Roe, uh, Billy Cox, Jackie Robinson, like all these ma- famous. They have interviews
1: with Jackie Robinson in there. Cool.
0: Yeah, it came out in
1: 1983. Yeah, I suppose that was long enough ago. Yeah, he was a. Uh... He was a historical figure when I was a child. <laughs>
0: yep, yeah. I got Joe Torre, which is uh, a baseball movie um, about. If I had to guess, I would assume the Yankees.
1: Your baseball Kurt- collection's rad. You have so many now.
0: It's getting out of control, <laughs> which is I'm really okay with. I got Spider Man one. Now I need a Spider Man three. This is the original Spider Man.
1: Mm-hmm. Spider Man three didn't come out on tape, so you're good on that one.
0: Oh, so I just, I've got the two that are out.
1: Yeah, it came out like 2007. So stupid! Damn it. I know.
0: Uh, You know, fun stuff like the transporter. But then I went – this was a value village. And at value villages, they're 25-cent tapes. That's when I really load up on the ones that I'm like kind of want but I'm not willing to pay a dollar for. So I got The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, Walt Disney, Muppet's Treasure Island, and The Black Cauldron.
1: Nice. The Black Cauldron, notoriously Disney's worst film.
0: Yeah, but – Still
1: awesome. I have never seen it, but that's, uh, that's what I've learned in recent years.
0: Uh, you know. Apparently know.
1: that was the last of, uh, there was some transition period before they did The Little Mermaid. Mm. Um, that was the last of the cheap style of animation that they were trying to get away with before they switched over to higher quality animation and they stopped cutting corners. And that was the what they call the Disney Renaissance. And there are some facts for you.
0: That was awesome. See, that makes me stoked that I own that tape now.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's like the last of the, that could have been better Disney movies. <laughs>
0: like, what else falls into that,
1: that could have been better Disney movie? Um, let's see, what came out right before that? Uh, Sword in the Stone? No, that's a lot older. Um,
0: I don't know. Probably Man, I sounded Mr. so Toad. smart
1: until like I knew about <laughs> the Black Cauldron. I don't know what came out right before that, but um, I think like the Fox and the Hound, like that kind of era, gotcha. was just a weaker animation. They weren't. I forget the details, but go watch some documentaries; you'll figure it out. Yeah, That's and if you I guys learned. know,
0: hit us up on Instagram and let us know which ones are not the good Disney. We like to hear. Yeah, let
1: us know what your least favorite, at least. Uh, as you as you feel the your lowest quality disney animated movie let us know, let us know in the in the d m s go ahead and slide in. we like talking to you guys we do
0: so yeah that's kind of what i i don't know why i just don't have any room i don't have shelves for this stuff i, I just keep getting doesn't It doesn 't matter
1: doesn't matter but we'll get some shelves them. put up
0: but uh we're well <laughs> o- we're well over the i think we're into the twelve hundred thirteen hundred mark at that's this. the spirit that's just, that's the that's the spirit. Where it's getting out of
1: control. That's all right.
0: But yeah, that's about what I did for VA, and that was just like one place. I've got like twenty five tapes, like one spot.
1: And that's I, great. That's great. When I, they go to the I register and they're like,
0: and they're like three dollars. You're like, mm,
1: awesome. Yeah, I've been scouring Craigslist and all that, and uh, nothing. I found, you know, I almost I almost bought some blank tapes. The lady said there was some stuff recorded on a few. I don't know. I just didn't feel like driving to go get them. It wasn't really worth it. Do you want Uh, blank tapes? uh, I mean, I like to have them on hand, especially if they're brand new. But um, like I got I got probably like 15 now. Of course, I don't have a VCR that can record anything right now, but um, that can make boots. But I like to stock up on them. But especially if there's stuff recorded on them, like old TV, and especially if it's old people that don't know what's recorded on it. It's usually like old cartoons. So, Uh of course, I look for that. I want those commercials.
0: Dude, I've got probably – I want some
1: Surge commercials and shit. (laughs) Oh, God. Surge was so good. So another thing that
0: dropped – was it yesterday or today? I don't remember. But is the new Joker trailer.
1: Yeah, and I just watched that right before we started talking on here. And oh, my God. Like, wow. I don't know who at DC was given the keys for that one, but that looks really good.
0: I have so far not been disappointed with who they picked to play the Joker. Well, I mean, let's back back up a little bit. What was up. his name in Suicide Squad? Jared Leto. It wasn't so much him. It's like the portrayal of the Joker in that. That like storyline where it's like he's got like the gold teeth and
1: yeah, it's him too. it's, it's also him. Um, yeah, I just, I was really good in Requiem for a Dream, and then that is about it. So,
0: his music's not too bad. I've got a couple of his CDs, hey, you know.
1: I mean, if you're looking at it from yesterday, you know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I mean, everyone else, the Joker and Joaquin Phoenix,
1: this I love looks... Joaquin,
0: his body transformation in this
1: terrifying it is horrifying terrifying. like he the, went the full Chris bale on on like yeah. the authenticity and, of the role very good creepy creepy with the mom uh, uh, uh like washing her hair i don't know i don't know any correct me if i'm wrong guys i don't know anything about the comics but do they ever talk about joker's mom i assume at some point it comes up but weird weird to see him being like a creepy mom's boy um it adds a whole different layer to them and it makes me excited to see it.
0: This one, I will probably go see in the theaters.
1: I wouldn't be opposed to it. I I mean, with my track record, I keep fucking missing everything I want to see. So I doubt I'll go see it, but I wouldn't turn it down.
0: Because you want to see Pet Cemetery, and that dropped today. Yeah,
1: I didn't even know. And I just checked, like theaters aren't even full. Like people, I don't think people know this movie's coming out, which is a total bummer. I don't know how they... Like, I, I literally didn't know. Aside from everybody posting their copy of Pet Cemetery on whatever format they prefer on Instagram, that was how I found out. I was like, oh, I guess, I guess the movie came out.
0: Or I've been looking for the book forever.
1: Yeah, it's a hard the, one. Hard one to find.
0: I want, yeah. I, I found, like, so many of the other titles, like it and all the kind of the older mm-hmm. stuff. I have found the new copy of Pet Cemetery. Like, they reprinted it since the movie was coming out.
1: Why nah. do the covers always suck when they reprint things?
0: I don't know. And it really makes me mad.
1: Like that's the best you got. You couldn't have just use the old cover. If you can't find anything that great or yeah. just, or they use like just the movie poster.
0: Yeah. Oh, what and what I out. hate when they do that with books and they put now in motion picture on the book. Yeah. Like I'm cool. I know that, but I don't need <laughs> it on the fucking thing
1: unless it came with the Blu-ray in the sleeve. Now that's something I'm surprised hasn't happened. Like, If the It book had the cover of the DVD and you open it up and it had it right in the pocket, but it was also like the whole book, that would be cool.
0: That would be sweet. Because
1: then you could integrate your your movies into your book collection and you could have like a whole – they could do a whole line of that. Someone's going to take that idea. Please, anybody out there, take that and run with (laughs) it. That's a cool idea.
0: You're just going to have to get more shelves. We're going to run out of
1: space. Yeah, I ain't buying them, but (laughs) (laughs) – I I ain't going to do it. So – what have you been watching, dude? I watched, uh, I watched several things over the week, but my memory is fuzzy. But I will say that yesterday I watched the first episode of the new Jordan Peele Twilight Zone. Yeah, how was that uh, episode called? The comedian. I don't know if that's a specific like remake or if it's just an idea of his, but I loved it. Found out it's a little polarizing. People don't love it online. Um, cool, whatever. I thought it was great. Um, I watched it at like three in the morning before I went to work. I actually got sucked in. It's on YouTube for free. So anybody that wants to uh, get sucked into paying for CBS All Access, which I probably am going to go ahead and do, uh, because I want to watch the rest of it. Very good. True to the original series. Like he comes in a couple times throughout it. He's in his Jordan Peele. He's in a suit and he's kind of narrating and like, Talking, very, talking like the dude in the Twilight Zone. It's a great show.
0: That sounds so good. Yeah. I just canceled our CBS because we have CBS uh, yeah. for football season.
1: Oh, yeah. Huh,
0: huh. Uh, uh, yeah, my wife's a huge <laughs> college football fan, and we like college football in yeah. the NFL as well. But So we, once when that season's over, we usually, like, nix it for a little while.
1: I'm contemplating just waiting and buying the DVD. I found out th- that, like, Star Trek Discovery – Season one is already on DVD and it's like 15 bucks. So that's only three months of CBS all access. So if I want to watch star Trek discovery, I might as well just purchase it and then I get to keep it. Um, Yeah. So I might just do that and wait for twilight zone to come out. Cause that's super affordable. Wow. Walmart is killing it with the cheap ass movies. They don't know how to make anything like anything else in electronics. Doesn't make any sense with their prices. They just pick stuff, but DVDs are, st- Blu-rays are like ten bucks. There, steel books are like twelve bucks. They're just cheap.
0: So we've actually have we ever talked about this? Like, do you still you still buy DVDs
1: and Blu-rays and some of that? I buy Blu-rays for movies I really like, yeah, or yeah. new movies that I'm just like that. Like I bought Get Out because I had no way of watching it, and I knew I was going to really like it, so I just figured, fuck it, I want to I want to make sure that I can watch this in the future. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I do the exact same thing. Like, if I buy a new movie, it's one that, like, I'm like, well, I could rent it for three, you know, three bucks or whatever it is on Apple mm-hmm. TV, or go to Redbox and it's two ninety five. But if you go to like, like you said, Walmart, it's like ten bucks, and then I will buy the one with the digital download in it.
1: Yeah, and a DVD. Yeah, and then I mean, Boom. that's insane. I'm good. And I. uh I mean, it's a very humble collection. I don't I don't buy many, but I've been at pawn shops and found them for like a dollar, like the whole bin of Blu-rays. Mm-hmm. So I've picked up things that I haven't watched yet, like Lincoln, the Daniel Day-Lewis movie. I mean, it was in a nice slip. And I was like, well, I know it's like an Academy Award winning movie, so I, I'll just buy it. Um, and a couple indie movies. And like, I found a Lady Gaga concert on Blu-ray. So I'm not going to leave that in the bin.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. I'm
1: obviously going to pick that up, you know, what if I ever want to? Watch it.
0: You're a Gaga <laughs> fan.
1: I don't judge. Of course I am. You ever see uh, Star is Born? I have not. My oh, wife did. Dude, yeah. hell of a movie. You should watch it. That's deep. It's a deep movie. You're probably gonna cry.
0: My wife cried. She said, "I don't know." Of course she, she cried. Did. as sad as hell. It didn't. It didn't. I didn't get hooked in. I wasn't like, "Yeah, I need to go see that." But I probably will see it once it hits whatever streaming service I have. I think it's
1: on one of them. You should find it. You have to watch. You have to watch. To see.
0: I'm a big softie though. I don't want to cry.
1: Oh, you're gonna cry. You won't cry for a little bit, but then, then you're gonna cry. Then it's gonna end, and you're gonna be like, "Ooh." Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, you have just been watching
1: um, Twilight? Yeah. Game, right? What uh, what else did I watch? Uh, I've been watching a lot of old movies. Like I've I've I have a, you know, I watched like Toxic Avenger Part Two, and uh, what else did I put in this week? Uh, God, I don't know. I've been watching a lot of crap. Just putting gotcha. in tapes. I kind of do the blind picks sometimes. I'll just put a tape in and kind of do chores and walk around and do some drawing and not really pay attention. Uh, oh, I did watch Joe Bob Briggs' um, The Last Drive-In started again, and I watched Chud through that. It was actually my first time watching Chud. And have you seen Chud? I have not. Okay. I'm glad I watched it. F- um in the way i did because he prefaces it with the fact that it's not a very good movie and he doesn't <laughs> know why it was so requested so then watched it i was like yeah that makes sense but a great cast daniel stern's in it um what's his name david heard is it david heard um the dad from from home alone he's in it uh great cast but Hell the yeah. movie doesn't really make any fucking sense, but it's uh, i mean it's entertaining to watch Joe Bob Briggs talk about it I mean, yeah, he's just an old cowboy that talks about horror movies and boobs, so it's pretty good and I like yeah, it enjoyed it but I'm still can- I canceled shutter because the New Critters was really awful, and I was like that wasn't that wasn't worth it, so I canceled it, and they give you a free month after you cancel so if anybody Boom. out there wants to cancel and then get a new email and get a new free trial, and then cancel, you can get like four to six months for free right there. There you go.
0: <laughs> dude, I kind of went down a retro gaming rabbit you hole. You did.
1: I saw that on Instagram.
0: So I went to Quest,
1: which is mm-hmm. it's.
0: – I've seen it before. It came out in 2015. Basically, this dude from Canada tries to collect – all 678 original U.S. released NES cartridges.
1: And he does not succeed, correct?
0: He tries to do it in one month. He can't use the internet. So he, he, can, he can use the internet to talk to people, but he can't buy anything off eBay. Right. He does not succeed. He, he is 25 short. By the end of the really? That's it? That's Yeah, but they were like... That's impressive. He, one of them was stadium, stadium events. events. Yeah,
1: that makes sense. You're not going to just come across that.
0: Which apparently it's like a is like 20000
1: twenty thousand dollar cart now. Yeah, that's baffling. Dude, but it was
0: it was super awesome. Yeah. This on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. When you watch it, it's like this is the next thing. Yeah. Um. It, I went to Atari. Game over. I heard about watched this one? that
1: one. I really like that. It's great. They talk about it's the a, ET landfills. They
0: talked about ET and they they debunked the myth that ET is what killed Atari. Right.
1: Um, ET is not the worst game ever made. It is a playable, beatable is, video game. It is. It's just primitive and it really sucked when it came out. It was not, yeah, not he what had, people wanted.
0: Well, he had to do it in like what? Five weeks? It was, yeah. Five weeks to program this thing and make it what they and wanted. And release it and, for the
1: holidays. Um, yeah. I used to know all about that stuff. I was big into video games, so I learned all that stuff a long time ago. But then watching that, it was great because like it was like putting closure to documentaries I watched when I was 11. Like I used to watch documentaries where they talked about this myth of this landfill of Atari games. And then to see, I I guess 10 years later, 15 years later, they make a, uh, they they make a documentary and actually find it all.
0: They do. And did you know that the town I forgot the name of the town, but the town mayor took most of what was found Mm -hmm. and they, they sold it on the,
1: they sold it to, pay for the town, which is rad yeah. because it was literal super trash cool. that was dumped in the town anyway.
0: Um, I like it cuz Ernest Cline, who's one of my favorite authors, wrote Ready Player One mm-hmm. and Armada. He is awesome. Yeah. Uh, he was in did it. Did we talk about Driving. Ready Player
1: One? Did you see that?
0: Oh yeah. Did... I've seen it a bunch. We haven't we haven't, we haven't talked, talked about it on the show. We need to yeah. cuz it's my favorite book.
1: It, but did you like the
0: movie? It did. The movie is completely – it's a complete standalone. It has very, very minimal bones from the yeah. book. Yeah. But the reason he wrote the book the way he did is because he also wrote Fanboy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Remember that movie? Yeah. And they ruined it in the theater, right? Mm-hmm. And so he wrote a book that they would really have a hard time getting rights to all the shit in the book
1: oh. to, make,
0: to make said movie, right? Because he did too many – Like throwbacks to all these awesome. Yeah, and
1: then they did it eighties, and
0: And they did it anyway. And it's it's nothing. I mean, most movies. Oh, it's nothing like the book. This is literally nothing
1: like the book. Really? Yeah, it wasn't. I'm sure the book is good. It wasn't. It was like the last nail in the coffin for Spielberg for me. I was like, yeah, dude, you lost your touch. You don't know what the hell you're doing. (laughs) I was really upset that the whole movie was. I mean, it takes place in what, like twenty one (laughs) forty. Um. As if no pop culture happened after 1989. <laughs> I was like, where's well, any reference to anything from the 90s or the 2000s?
0: Well, it's because the...
1: If, the whole, if it has nothing to do with the book anyway, then you might as well put references that aren't Duran Duran. True. Why would people in 2100 be listening to Duran Duran? They're not going to give us who Duran Duran is. Think about how long we've been recording music. Less than 100 years, about, you know, we've been really like buying music. You think in another 120 years, they're going to be listening to Duran Duran? I hope not. I don't think so.
0: But in the book, the the main, the music is all Rush. That makes sense because
1: the book's old. Well,
0: uh, (laughs) and also Er, Ernest Klein's favorite
1: band. I mean, Rush is badass. They should have been in the movie more, they should (laughs) have actually been in the movie. I agree. were would have been man. awesome. They could have got them. They could have got them.
0: But we need to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, we're just going to talk about for Rush sure. for
1: a whole episode. And we're going to be the guys <laughs> behind the record store counter. <sighs> we're just going to talk about fucking Neil Peart.
0: Dude, then the next movie I got into was The Lost Arcade.
1: Yeah, what is this that? The cool. poster got me on that one. What is that?
0: Uh, China Fair. It was the last arcade in Manhattan. Oh. And it was like a convenience store but he want he he had like simple video games but he, his main attraction to the store was a chicken that would dance
1: okay 100% dance. into that 100% into that what do you mean dance though I, was it like it wasn't it, like being was was it okay. they they
0: have speculation that there was a heating pad under the plate that it's standing on
1: and it oh it's no hot. that's awful 100% against it i retract I don't, I don't my know. my uh, endorsement
0: but what they said was, it's because the chicken has been trained to know if it dances,
1: it gets food. So I don't know. Oh no, they definitely burned that chicken's feet. That's awful. That <laughs> eventually, was in the movie, by the time it was done,
0: <laughs> in the movie, eventually they talk about how PETA showed up, and the chicken went to a farm in Upstate New York.
1: <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> you ever hear about that chicken who had its head cut off, but it lived for like two years? Mm-hmm. They, it was a sideshow for a while. Fed it corn through a feeding tube. Isn't that fucking crazy? Ripley's, <laughs> believe it or not. Can somebody put that entire Dean Kane series on DVD? Is it is it out? Can I get that remastered on Blu-ray? Because now I'm starting to think, as an adult, were were they guaranteeing that all of those videos were true? Or were they actually saying some of these are not true, believe it or not? Like some of them some of them are straight up were lying and these are special effects. Cause now I'm a little freaked out. I believed every word they said.
0: There was a girl
1: there was a girl that cried glass in Ripley's believe it or not. Like, cried bits of glass. And I want to know if that's true, because what happened to her? She's not in the news anymore? She's she, she alright? <laughs> Sorry, I went on a little tangent there.
0: If anyone out there knows what happens, or you are the girl that cries glass, hit us up at the DM. If
1: the girl in India Sprinkles, that cried glass very upset, uh, is listening, what's up? You must be like 35 now. Do you still cry glass? Uh, okay, Inquiring minds would like to know. And transmission. Thank you. Uh, so
0: let's just hop right into what we're doing this entire month. So what is our plan for this month?
1: Uh, we're going to be talking about the four. I mean, we'll probably talk about more than just the four regular uh, films. but We're going to be going over the entire Alien franchise. So the original four staple films being Alien, Aliens, Alien 3, and Alien, um, Alien Resurrection. Uh, and it just so happens to be the 40-year anniversary of the original Alien This is April, which is Alien Month, due to uh, April 26th being Alien Day, which will also be the day our final podcast goes up for uh, this series. So that's exciting, and it all just happened to come together. Uh, Didn't plan that ahead of three days ago, so
0: that's yeah. What started this idea was we saw that there's a school, uh, what is it, North Bergen? high school in new jersey yeah new
1: jersey of all places shout out you guys i've never had you in a positive news story <laughs> before
0: but they did the most e- amazing rendition of alien as a play it was sick it was the costumes were ridiculous yeah
1: it was really i, mean, I the whole set piece the engineer of the alien costume the space so, suits
0: the face hugger, like everything was
1: really well done. I want to know what the, neighborhood this was in and who approved the budget and how the hell these kids did that. That was – this started from one kid's idea, and I want to know who that kid is. Yeah,
0: it was awesome. Ridley Scott sh- gave him a shout out. Sigourney said, Weaver. Yeah, and didn't Ridley Scott like offer to pay for some st- – I don't know. Like it was, it was well done.
1: Very, Very, but, very well done.
0: But I knew that you liked Aliens, so I sent that to you, and then that got the ball rolling on us being like, dude, you're like, it's Alien Month. I was like – and I like themes. I like being able to do multiple shows about the same thing. Mm-hmm.
1: A serial Especially, series.
0: Yeah, as long as it's a series, right? Not the same video. So I like <laughs> the fact that each episode builds from the previous. Yeah. Just like you're watching a television show. Yeah. You know, I like that. So I was stoked to do it. Um,
1: and for context, we were going to watch DC Cab, but I watched it, and it was awful. So if anyone's a fan of DC Cab, that movie's really awful and doesn't doesn't hold up, and it's really racist and weird, and it's a really weird movie, and I didn't like it. So are you going to so, keep it or get rid of it? I'm going to keep it because you know one day someone is going to be perusing the aisles of wherever I reside, and they're going to want to watch that when they get home, and if they so choose to, they can watch that for sure. I'm not a, I'm not a stickler, but it is a really weird. It's just a gritty like. Like, Mr. T's on the cover, but, I mean, aside from a couple funny scenes with him, like, Gary Busey sucks in it. The star, the kid who plays the, the main character, he sucks. No good. DC Cab, there's your quick podcast. Podcast within a podcast. DC Cab, no good. Next week, I'll tell you how bad DC Cab is again.
0: All righty. <laughs> a little aggressive, but that's fine.
1: Uh, <laughs> hey, no one suggested not, it for us, so I, I no, don't feel that bad.
0: Um, I haven't watched it yet. Because I I dove into Alien.
1: Yeah, don't watch it with the kid. Definitely not. Yeah.
0: So we today we're gonna do the first Alien.
1: The first Alien, yes, 1979. Can we,
0: just, can we just talk about the fucking name Alien, Aliens, Aliens Three?
1: Well, Alien Three, and Alien then Three, Alien Resurrection, because it was 1997 or 98, so they had to call it something other than a number. Um, and
0: then they did Alien vs. Predator, then there was... Perm-
1: then there was Alien vs. Predator, uh, Requiem, which those are not part of the same timeline at all. They are totally... Okay. Because those take place in, like, current day. It's, those took place in, like, 2008. So those don't fit the whole story. Those are their own. Alien vs. Predator is its own franchise. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, it's weird, but it's totally... It's like a whole separate comic book that has a different plot and everything i don't know but those movies are uh, they're not that good um they're fun like kind of action-y blockbuster movies the alien vs. predator ones okay Uh, the first one's pg-13 um and it has some cool fight scenes with the aliens and the predators there's some cool effects but um the story's a little boring the second one takes place in like suburbia which is a really cool setting for alien vs. predator Oh, it's all right. You know, it's cool. But anyway, then they made Prometheus and then they made uh, Alien Covenant. And now, as of this month, uh, y'all can check out on IGN.com, the gaming site. I guess they stream stuff now. They stream movies. Um, I think they're also on YouTube. But there are six short films coming out uh, that take place in the Alien Universe. And they're being put out by... The alien, you know, whoever makes it, Fox or whoever's making it. Um, I watched the first one. First one's only like 10 minutes. It didn't impress me that much, but hey, they're out there. They're official short films in the alien universe. So, you know, I'm going to watch them all. And uh, For sure. And they I'm fit into, into the top. They, they're part of the canon of Alien. They, yeah, they're, apparently there were strict rules. They have to follow just the story of the first movie. Um, they, they weren't allowed to go off of the other films storylines. So, but they're too short to explain too much plot. So it's just kind of like short alien Xenomorph featurettes. Gotcha. I've only seen one so far. Like I said, it didn't impress me, but cool. Um, it, like I said, it was a 10 minute scene, so it wasn't anything spectacular. Uh, but I wish I could have been a part of one of them. So I'm not going to knock anybody. I'm, uh, I'm glad they exist. For sure. Yeah. So, so far there are, I guess I would make a total of six films and now six very, very short films in the, okay. uh, well, seven, eight, eight films if you count the Alien vs. Predator. So eight movies and then six short films and then a, a video game called Alien Isolation, which is canon and has a super cool story all by itself
0: damn see okay so this is what i But this month what we're going to focus on is the original 4 yes and then we'll probably do a follow up podcast sometime about the
1: the rest i would
0: i would say the rest yeah hell yeah all right which
1: is great and uh so yeah the first one came out in 1979 which was 40 years ago as we've said uh by director ridley scott and um it holds up as both a horror and a sci-fi it's essentially a slasher film. Okay, um,
0: okay. So then where does it fall on your is it in a horror section or sci-fi section on your shelf?
1: Well, I'm an exception because I have an alien collection,
0: treasure trove.
1: So I have my own my own wall just for alien stuff and xenomorphs and all that. So I have all my box sets and and uh tapes and everything all on that shelf. So yeah. I have alien I have almost every version of alien that's been released as far as um format you've got like beta blazer disc CED, vhs blu-ray dvd um yeah i just don't have 4k because i don't have a 4k tv yet so i'm not gonna buy that yet and uh I don't have, you know, like an eight millimeter of it, and I don't have any foreign ones. If anyone out there has any foreign copies of Alien or any of the Alien movies, that'd be rad. Hit me up because I, I don't find those anywhere.
0: So we, we can say that Alien is your movie.
1: Alien is my yeah. The franchise it, it the whole aesthetic of Alien is is very much my my shit. <laughs> I actually the first uh, the first R-rated movie I ever saw. Um, knowingly like by myself and bought was my mom let me buy a VHS copy of alien resurrection when I was like 11 because I just wanted to watch an alien movie. It looked cool. The cover looked cool. And she was like, all right, I'm sure there's no boobs and there's probably not many swears. So that's fine. So uh, I got to watch alien resurrection all by myself in my room. Didn't need to hide it or anything. And I loved it. I had no idea it was the fourth one in a series or anything. I was, I was a kid. But uh, ever since then, i been obsessed with anything that involved the Xenomorph. That's awesome. Yeah. It's but def- yeah, Alien was the one that started it all. And uh, it still holds up. It's a creepy-ass movie.
0: No, it's still great. Uh, I watched it today to get ready for the podcast because I haven't probably seen it in a year or so. It is definitely one of my, in the sci-fi genre, one of my favorite franchises. I really mm-hmm. enjoy that and Predator as well. Yeah, But I just forgot how good it was. Ridley Scott is a very good director. I mean, because he also did Blade Runner, one of my probably top 10 sci-fi movies. Um, Mm -hmm. And there is that theory I will eventually will probably hit on in this month that Alien and Blade Runner are in the same universe.
1: Which which totally makes sense and is totally fine with just about anybody you ask. The Alien franchise has become so convoluted And nonsensical with the timeline, it just doesn't matter. It's fine. Sure. Sure. If that's what it wants to, sure. Um, Yeah, we're not even going to get into it. But with Alien Covenant, geez, nothing makes sense anymore. And I'm totally fine with it.
0: (laughs) I'm totally okay with it.
1: It's whatever. I still like seeing that damn thing on screen. And I don't ever want it to stop happening.
0: All right. So for those who haven't seen Alien, why don't you lay it out for
1: what it is so alien is the story of the of a crew uh, aboard the nostromo um i forget how many of them there are but the crew is woken up early by the the ship you know they're on an automated like hypersleep they're woken up early and they're in a different system than they're supposed to be and they realize that they were given orders to go to a different planet and check out some signal they found and they're all like this is weird. We shouldn't be doing this. But whatever, you know, boss says. So they go down to this planet, this moon or whatever it is. It's called LV-426. But anyway, they uh they go down on this planet LV-426. They find a giant crash ship. They go in, they uh they see this all these sculptures. You can tell the ship is a creepy place and something bad's going to happen. And it takes a while to get to this point. A lot of movies couldn't get away with it, but it takes it takes like oh, well over a half hour before we're really into what's going on.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely.
1: And then we see the room full of eggs and we don't know why these eggs are there. We don't know what they are, anything about it. And one of them opens up and the camera work is great because you kind of go first person. Yeah. In the view of, uh, of the dude, pardon my lack of names, everybody. I know I'm a big fan, but I don't know everybody's name off the top of my head.
0: His na- the uh, character's name is Kane.
1: Kane, is he the first one? Okay, cool. Thanks for having that ready. <laughs> you um, got it. Kane looks over like anyone would, and then we get the first real scare of the movie, which is the face hugger just jumping out and attacking his face and latching on, breaking right through the helmet, too, just latching onto his face. And uh, which was awesome because there's no music in that part. Uh-uh. It's just silent. And you just hear the sound of it screeching and and latching onto him. So immediately they go back on board and they're trying to get in and Sigourney Weaver is now in control and she's like, yo, no, we're not going to let this alien on board. Like, what the hell? It's going to, you know, it could infect everybody. And then Ash. Ash is a uh, fucking android. And they might redeem themselves later on in the series, but Ash sucks, and androids, for the most part, suck. Yeah. And he uh, he opens the door anyway, because boss's orders, and they bring him on board. They try to get this thing off of his face. They find out that it bleeds acid. It's eaten through the ship. They're like, what the fuck is this thing? And then it just dies and curls up on the floor. And uh, then we get to... The, the scene that everybody remembers, the coolest scene. I wish I could have seen this before knowing anything about Alien. Like, I can't even imagine how people felt in the theaters with no context of this movie.
0: And you, I just love this section where all the special effects, yeah, it's made in 1979, but like you can tell
1: they're awesome. There's only one part in the movie that doesn't really hold up with special effects, and that's Ash's head at the end. Yeah, because you but, can definitely
0: tell she's trying to stand yeah, it up vertical so his it's head pretty can, come, rough. Yeah. can come to the table for sure. Yeah,
1: and they admit that, that that's like the rough scene in it, but it's the best they could do. But the rest of the movie, I mean, wow, the chestburster scene is, awesome. is great. They're all just eating dinner, and how scary is the thought of something just like chilling in your esophagus, just ready to burst through quite a rough place. I mean, if it's going to come out anyway, it didn't even come out through his stomach. It like breaks through his His chest chest plate. Like, God. I mean, I feel like they could even evolve to be like, all right, that's not the best path. That's like a really hard door to get through, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Maybe that's just me, but I would pick a different exit. Um, (laughs) But anyway, so the chest burster bursts out of his chest, and we get the first glimpse of this phallic looking. alien thing that just screeches and runs off and seemingly grows to be taller than a person within minutes, because it, we see him like probably eight minutes later.
0: Well, we and, see his, uh, we, we see his shedded skin.
1: Yes. Dallas and, fi-
0: finds, is it Dallas? No, Dallas, not Dallas. Yeah. Uh, Brett, the character, Brett, the mechanic.
1: Finds. Oh, right. When he's in like the dripping. So another shout out to the the fact that like the whole crew it's a blue collar job. It's dirty. They're scavengers, right? There's... Yeah, they're in like it's rusty. One thing I never understood is why all that water is dripping in that in that one scene. Yeah. There's a lot of water and I'm like, "Wait a minute, where is that coming from? What like what? They're in space. What's leaking?" <laughs> is something is that condensation? That shouldn't be that shouldn't be there. But regardless, really great atmosphere. And you only see the xenomorph for five minutes in this movie throughout the whole movie, which is just another great thing. So far, we've had three different versions of this alien as well. We've had we've had the face hugger, we've had the little one, and now we have this full grown thing, which is just awesome. It's just, you never know what this thing's going to look like, you never know when it's going to pop out.
0: I just feel like the way they did the suspense with this movie. A, the lighting is amazing. Cameras the The set, the models, everything is so good this mm-hmm. the music scoring in this is perfect. It is what sets the you are just uneasy the whole time, yeah, it's not a lot of boo, it's not a lot of that, but man, Jesus, you are just on edge the whole time going you're gonna die, and he's mad at it now dude yep. and, it, and it is such a dimly lit ship
1: and such a mysterious alien. Like, Correct. we don't know what this thing does. Does it eat people? Does it just kill them? Does it... What? Why? What the hell is it? And then when you see its, like, second mouth, when it first pops out and uh, and goes through that one dude's head, that's just insane. Um, mm, so good. Yeah, and the, the whole, the xenomorph and all that, the whole art style is based off of, uh, and with the help of H.R. Giger, who... He was on set. He built most of the sets by himself, took a, took way too many days to do it. The studio was like, what the hell is that guy doing in there? He demanded to work alone. Um, and it wouldn't have been the same movie if he didn't do that. They're
0: so good. It's so good.
1: Yeah. He designed like the whole engineer in that big, the ship in the seat. That was just him sculpting that. And no one else allowed on set while he was doing it. They called a whole bunch of time. They called that
0: what mama hmm? the whole, isn't that what they called like the mothership thing?
1: Like the ship it was just called mother
0: mother. That's what it was.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, it's an acronym. Don't even dare <laughs> ask me what the hell that stands for, but it's an acronym. <laughs> it's a long acronym, but mother is the computer system. It's the, uh, it's the ship. It's the ship. Um, and it slightly turns on them at one point. Um, it's, it's a- not so much the ship, but it's it's Ash, and the the overall reason for the mission, which they don't realize until it's too late, is they were sent there to find this thing and bring it back, and right. they don't know why they weren't they weren't told that it's basically a suicide mission, and uh, yeah, so the Wayland, uh the Wayland corporation, I don't know if they're necessarily mentioned that often in in the first movie. I think they more come into play in the second, but they come into play the second, but their logo is still in the first and everything. And uh, it's all under their orders. They're just, they're just blue collar mechanic salvagers working for these people. And uh, yeah. this is also Sigourney Weaver's first role in a, in a movie, which couldn't have been a better choice. Launched her career, which she's been, she's been great ever since. She's the perfect level of famous actor. That's, Like, those are my favorite kind of actors. They show up every few years, and it's always a good job. Yeah, for sure. Like, they're not in five movies a year. They're not getting nominated every year. And they're not in dumb comedies every year. They just do good scripts. And they're probably really good with their money, and that's why they don't need to do a bunch of shit. For sure. Which I bet she's good with her money. But anyway, enough about Sigourney Weaver. So yeah, basically, at this point, we're we're picking off... characters one by one um most everybody dies except for sigourney weaver's character um ellen ripley and jones the cat jonesy jonesy is the best character in the movie he he withstands this whole thing you'd think a xenomorph could take out the cat but he doesn't at any point
0: no but he gets put in like a futuristic cat carrier and thrown around pretty ruggedly yeah a cat's Not, a beast uh, yeah he's like at one point chucked through a like portal into the uh escape pod and just like bounces around you're like um okay be careful
1: yeah cats are tight they can do that
0: so i like the fact that the cat survived <laughs> i just thought that was fucking hilarious
1: yeah yeah the cat was great and um so she she gets uh Ripley gets into the, the getaway ship um, and she thinks she's alone and she just got away and it's still on the ship and everything. But alas, it's curled up in a bunch of tubing and pipes that just happen to look like <laughs> xenomorph heads all over the place. And oh. uh, of course, like an arm comes out. The reveal is so funny because it looks like it's dead, like it, like it's fucking with her, which is always weird to me. Like, why would it just... Lump its arm out like that, just, uh, and then, uh, and then basically she, she get well, she gets it the fuck out of the, the airlock, is what happens, and then the alien goes floating off into cold space. Uh, Ripley goes to sleep with Jonesy, and we fade to black. And so, that, my friends, is the best alien movie that we've ever had as far as quality and I'm talking alien across the board like if you're going to talk extraterrestrial movies alien I think is the best one
0: I'd have to agree with that yeah I think I just think the way the story is written I think the way the movie is shot I think this is one of the better
1: for sure yeah and uh, I mean each death scene is fantastic but it's super claustrophobic which I am um, not to a crippling degree, but when I'm surrounded by people or, you know, in a tight corridor and can't necessarily get around comfortably, I'm not a huge fan of that. And if something was coming after me or hiding, and uh, meanwhile, you have a bunch of red lights and strobe lights and shit going off, it's super unsettling. And uh, I've seen alien in theaters as well. Uh, I've seen a few places have, have done showings of it, so I've gone and seen it there, and I highly recommend if anyone has a chance to see any of the Alien movies in theaters, go check them out because it's that's, that's the that's the way to watch them. Yeah,
0: I can't remember if it was Alien, Aliens, or Alien Three that I saw in theaters. I kind of had to. What year did Alien Three come out?
1: Uh, I want to say nineteen ninety one or two or three, one of those.
0: So it may have been that one I saw later in life because I was probably like – I remember being like 12 or 13 and a friend's dad, the cool – I've talked about him before on this podcast. He was yeah. thinking in the movies. He took us and I, had, I couldn't tell my mom.
1: That's pretty rad. I mean it was, it's a bummer that it was Alien 3 but that's still I, pretty rad. I just remember being – but I also remember the toys. Right. Oh, they went hard and uh, Alien 3 had a Pepsi commercial, mm-hmm. which is Fantastic.
0: Oh, so I just all the toys for this this movie, this franchise were amazing. Mm -hmm. Okay, it what for me the scariest moment in this movie is when Dallas is in the air duct Mm -hmm. and he turns at the moment the dot, you know, because they're tracking everything. Yeah, and he turns around and with just the flash (laughs) of his like um, flamethrower. It's the alien. You just see the hands, and I was mm-hmm. like,
1: His Jazz oh. hands? I oh love my that god!"
0: Part. I was like, "Holy shit, that was fucking amazing."
1: I always thought he was look. He looked like he was going in for a hug. I was like, "What a weird pose to make!" Like, <laughs> like he knows that he can see him now, so he's just like, "Hey." Uh, oh, I love that part.
0: And then the the creepiest part is when Ripley finds all of them, like in that little. It's in that machine bay, all in the cocoons, I guess, or.
1: I'm not sure the the eggs or when the people are in there. Yeah. The cocoons where they're basically being harvested. Correct. Which is still, I mean, yeah, we're not even gonna get into semantics about the whole, the whole biology of these creatures doesn't make much sense. We learn a little bit later on and then that becomes nonsense. And then we learn a little bit more later on about how these aliens work, but what we do know is that this crashed ship had a whole farm's worth of these eggs, and why? Uh, one of the rumors being, or one of the theories, that these engineers were bringing them to another planet to as a weapon. Um, and if that's the case, what what species were they trying to go up against? And then that just opens up the universe to even more creatures. And it's, it's just fantastic. Oh, so good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like what, what could be out there in this, in this expanded universe of creatures? What, if the engineers were going to destroy another race, who were they? Uh, they say the engineers created humans. What correlation do we have to the xenomorphs? Uh, you know? This
0: is this is the type of stuff I love about movies. The movie franchises that have this fan fiction mm-hmm. or fan theory wrapped around them is so. That's so, why so I love
1: Cloverfield movies.
0: God, they are because so they're, they're So good. Oh my yeah. god! But it doesn't make sense. I, I love I love all of that. Like, I just I think it's just so well done, and um, I <laughs> I can't wait to watch the rest of them and just get. So I didn't mind Prometheus, like how it tied into the story. I
1: love Prometheus.
0: Yeah. So I can't wait to talk about that one as well, because that's the the most recent one I had seen yeah. for, for, for a while. But I think Alien, I just, there is nothing about this movie I don't like.
1: It's, I mean, it's aside from the literal one flub with the, uh, with the special effects there at the end, yeah, uh, you when she, def- she knocks <laughs> off Ash's head for context, because Ash sucks. She knocks off his head, but they're, the inside of an android is like milk and yogurt. Like it's this white blood. It's gross. Apparently they did use like spoiled milk and poured it all over this guy's face for the take. So I feel bad for him. But they had this this mold of his head that just didn't look quite like him enough. And they do this cut where he starts talking. That's pretty rough No matter no matter what, no matter the highest quality Blu-ray you can find. That still looks pretty bad. But yeah,
0: um, because they couldn't get the head to stand up, yeah. And, and that's kept...
1: literally just filmmaking, so I totally respect it that they did, they made the best fucking thing they could do,
0: right? It was obviously his head is coming through the table in a hole yeah. through a hole in a table. And yeah. you, can, I mean, like that's the reason that the chest scene where the uh, xenomorph pops out of the chest, it they had to have him laying on a table,
1: yeah. Because obviously, but that looked great, that, that, that looked, looked good, that looked a lot better. Um, um, but aside from that, like this movie is perfect. It still holds up. They didn't need to mess with it. There's a 2003 director's cut. I don't recall what's different. I've watched it. Um,
0: that's I'm what sure I watched
1: today. Yeah, I almost watched that version, but I was like, ah, eh, I'm, I'm sure it's just like 15 minutes of extra beeps and boops. Um, I, don't, I don't think it adds too much. Uh, I don't know if there's like an entire scene missing or not, but I'm pretty sure it just it lengthens a few scenes. Um, the director's cut of Alien Three is the one that we should watch if you have that available. But okay, that'll be so. that'll be in a few weeks from now. We'll we'll talk about that one.
0: So, I love what what character is your favorite in the
1: Alien? In oh, one? Ripley. Uh, so I got I have a tattoo of Ellen Ripley on my back that's like two feet tall. So I'm a big fan okay. of Sigourney Weaver and Ripley.
0: I think Ripley's great. I liked Parker.
1: Parker's great, yeah. I just like how he's always worried about being paid. I like when uh, she yells at him. <laughs> when she yells, "Will you, will you listen l-? to me, Parker?" The way she says that, man, if that doesn't doesn't catch a room, you know.
0: I just, I, I really liked. I think the casting is amazing. I like, I, I do I like the characters. Like I said, man, this is a five for five for sure.
1: Oh, a uh, a seven for seven. You know? I
0: mean you have it on your body, it's tattooed on you permanently.
1: We're going eleven for eleven, you know what I mean? <laughs> it goes to eleven. It I goes got you. hard. Okay. So yeah, that's the that's the first alien. Um I mean there's nothing bad I could say about it. There's no there's nothing I would change about it. Uh, and there's nothing that hasn't been said about it. It's it's a good ass movie. Go watch it. If you've already listened to us spoil the whole thing for you and talk about it, still go watch it.
0: Definitely. This one, and it still holds up today. Like, it was great in 1979. It is amazing today. Like, it's still Mm – you're not like, oh, my God, this is horrible special effects, except for the head situation. But it still holds up today.
1: It is an amazing watch. And Uh, on the topic of extraterrestrial movies, I'll give a quick shout-out to another favorite of mine, which is the original X-Files movie. Just in case anybody is into – I mean, if you like Alien and, and how it's paced and all that, the X-Files original 1990-whatever movie is wonderful. It's also just a really good story about aliens.
0: It's just a great TV show in general. It's oh, amazing. Yeah. I love it. It's just so good. That's a whole other episode. Yeah. But I look forward to next week when we talk about aliens.
1: That's correct.
0: And then I want to dive into a little bit more fan theory. And I think that'll be fun. Because oh, now yeah. that we have one movie under our belt, we can start talking a little bit more about fan theory. Oh, yeah. But as always, guys, we are the guys behind the counter. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, hit us up in the DMs on Instagram at behind the counter podcast, or you can hit us up on Gmail at behind the counter podcast at com. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you don't like. Just, you know, let's, let's get a conversation going. And as always enjoy
1: later.